This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 7th of June. In your squiz today, Boris Johnson survives a leadership spill. Interest rates could rise again. Australia's Minji Lee wins the Gulf US Open. And rethinking the long neck of a giraffe. This is your squiz today. UK's Prime Minister Boris Johnson has just survived a confidence vote on his leadership and the podcast is coming to you a little late today as we've been standing by for that count. This has all happened quite quickly over the last 24 hours, Claire, but essentially Johnson has been facing widespread criticism for months over Partygate and it came to a head with enough members of his own party unhappy enough about the situation to then challenge his leadership with this vote. First things first, though, give us a refresher on on Partygate and what's led to this, Claire. So this refers to gatherings that were hosted by Boris Johnson and other senior members of the government in 2020 and 2021 uh, while Britain was in lockdown due to the pandemic. Uh, Police investigated 12 get-togethers and they issued more than 100 fines, including to Johnson, which made him the first serving British Prime Minister to have been found to have broken the law. Uh, Following that, senior public servant Sue Gray released a report just a few days ago that found that those parties really resulted from failures of leadership and judgment. Since then, calls for Johnson to resign have been really loud. Uh, He was even booed last week when he headed into a church service for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. Uh, And we got to Monday morning, so late yesterday, our time, uh, and his colleagues wanted to hold that vote to see whether he had enough support to continue as leader of the party and the Prime Minister. he does. He has survived. He won 211 votes to 148, which is considered a slim margin. As you say, he'll stay leader of his party and prime minister. But what happens now? So under the party rules, they can only do this once a year. His colleagues can only hold that sort of confidence vote once a year in a formal way to boot him out. Uh, But what we know from what happened to Theresa May, which wasn't so long ago, she survived a confidence vote. But in the months afterwards, she came under significant pressure and she resigned. That's when Johnson took the leadership and he went on to win an election. Uh, So it is that pressure from colleagues that can really build and that's what's expected to happen now. Uh, For Johnson's part, he says that colleagues should stick with him and he'll win for them again. It's all pretty hot and heavy there at the moment. Finished with the Jubilee and straight into a bit of heavy politicking. The next general election is due no later than the 24th of January in 2025, so there's a long way to go before then. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has met with Indonesia's President Joko Widodo. Before they got into the meaty topics of trade, security and climate change, the two went for a little bike ride, Claire. 
It's an interesting way to start a meeting, isn't it? <laughs> when you're a new air. prime minister and meeting your big neighbour. Yep, they got on bamboo bikes and they went for a little ride around the presidential compound. Uh, Albanese looked resplendent with his business pants tucked into his <laughs> socks. I guess we should just be happy they weren't in lycra, I guess. Very true. Very <laughs> they true. did eventually get into a meeting room, though, and Albanese was able to tick off his key talking points, including including doing more between Indonesia and Australia on trade and investment, uh, also building stronger people-to-people links, uh, more foreign aid. The Australian government has announced $470 million for aid programs in the region. Uh, Also, Albanese says that he'll appoint a roving regional Envoy who will coordinate Australia's efforts in the region uh, and also lots of discussions about combating climate change. While there, Albanese also confirmed that he will attend the G20 summit in Indonesia later this year. Former Prime Minister Scott Morrison wasn't happy that Russian President Vladimir Putin would be attending. First Tuesday of the month, it's time to talk interest rates, Claire. The Reserve Bank will meet today and economists are tipping a 025 to 0.4% rise. Yeah, we're in that zone now. The Reserve Bank has said of getting uh, regular interest rate increases. Of course, last month saw the first increase for some time, taking that official interest rate from 0.1% to 0.35%. When you look at what economists are expecting out of today, they reckon the Reserve Bank will take interest rates to at least 0.6%. Of course, cost of living pressures are something that are under a lot of scrutiny at the moment, whether it's on electricity or the cost of food. Uh, So many things are going into that equation at the moment. Also, wages increases are under close scrutiny. Uh, Yesterday in New South Wales, the Premier Dominic Perrottet announced that the public service wage cap would be lifted to 3%. Uh, That's going to also see healthcare workers receiving a bonus for the work that they did during the pandemic. Both New South Wales and Victoria are facing state elections in the next nine months, so expect a bit more of those types of announcements from those two states. If there is a hike today, it'll be the first back-to-back rate hike in 12 years. In international news now, Russian forces have launched airstrikes on the capital, Kyiv, for the first time in more than a month. It comes as Russian President Vladimir Putin hits out at the West for continuing to send arms to Ukraine. Yeah, and not just any old arms either. The big development that's happened is that the United Kingdom has said that it's going to be the first nation to send long-range missiles to Ukraine. That potentially changes the game quite a bit for Russia's approach to uh, its war in Ukraine because that sort of capability can be quite significant. The United States so far has stopped short of providing Ukraine with that kind of weaponry, uh, but it could open the door and that's seen Vladimir Putin um, say that those who are arming Ukraine, that that could bring on strikes on Ukraine that haven't been launched yet. Meanwhile, Russian forces are getting close to capturing the entire Luhansk region in the country's east. 
In sport now, Australia's Minji Lee has taken out the US Open in golf. She's also taken home one hell of a big pay packet, Claire. Yeah, the biggest single payday in women's golfing history has come along with that US Open title, uh, $2.5 million Australian dollars, an incredible payday, but an incredible effort from Minji Lee. Yeah. She's from Perth. Uh, that US Open is the biggest event on the women's golf circuit. Uh, what her supporters say is that at just 26 years old, she's only just getting started and her aim really is to be a legend of the game and to rival her heroes like Carrie Webb. Um, she is someone who has already done quite well. She's already won one major title, uh, but the US Open really is quite an incredible achievement. Yeah, it really is. Next up for her is the Women's PGA Championships later this month. Giraffes have to be one of the stranger animals to see in real life. Their necks really are really, really long. I know that was my first thought when I saw one (laughs) at the zoo. While the common theory is that they evolved that way to eat the high leaves, there's also apparently been a bit of headbutting involved in their past. Yeah, and look, the long necks to reach high foliage is something that um, those who know a lot more about this sort of stuff than probably you and I, Larissa, say (laughs) was the obvious answer because they couldn't really find anything else. But now that they've uncovered some fossils in China, uh, what they say is that this sort of sheep-liked prehistoric ancestor, which had a really hard covering on the top of his head, like a little bowler hat, um, that yeah. what they used to do was butt each other. And they reckon that what they've found is that ancestor that really does explain uh, why they've evolved long necks. Um, male giraffes still fight with their necks when it comes to mating and comes to just supremacy of the pack. Um, so the longer the neck, the stronger you are. So they think that that's the evolution evolutionary track that they took. Seeing giraffes fight gives me an instant headache, like when you think about cricking your neck that way. But uh, I agree. It's just sort of uncomfortable, isn't very it? Very uncomfortable. <laughs> Squiz the day, Claire, what are you taking note of today? So today's World Food Safety Day, Larissa, which reminds me I've done a bit of cooking for you. You've got an 18-month-old, you've got another one on the way, and you're doing the podcast five mornings a week. So I've made you a zucchini slice and I've made you some soup, so that might help. Well, this all sounds amazing, but what's the connection with World Food Safety Day? I'll make sure I put them on the fridge as soon as I get oh. into the office and that way it'll <laughs> okay. stay chilled. Well, that just sounds amazing. And knowing your feelings about soup makes it all the more special. <laughs> soup is not food. You don't drink food. It doesn't work, but it is cold and it's quite delicious. So that's okay. Well, that is just too kind of you. I was going to be taking note of the uh, RBA interest rates, <laughs> but I think I'll be checking out what's in the in the office fridge as soon as I get in. That's all from us today. Have a good one and we will be back with you tomorrow. G'day, I'm Kate Watson, co-host of News Club. News Club this week was an interview with Lauren Sams. She's the fashion editor at the Australian Financial Review. She's all over the business of fashion and retail, so I pulled her in to talk to us about fast fashion and ultra-fast fashion. In particular, businesses like Timu and Shein, who in Australia alone are on track to record more than $2 billion in sales. Here's a clip from that conversation. What is happening is that it's recalibrating fashion as a single-use item. Mm. So when you think about something that's 6 or $7, you know, 
my, I bought coffee this morning and that was $5.50. And that that's a single-use item to me. You know, I, I have my coffee. Like actually is, like you cannot use that twice. No. <laughs> and so when you're talking about a dress yeah. that's sort of an equivalent price – People equate it with something that doesn't need to be valued. Um, You don't need to wear it again. To listen to the full interview, just search for News Club in your podcast app and hit follow.